yo, 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 ha ha, yeah, how we doing today, you got your man Sonny Ill, aka the Thai Italian Stallion, and always with me is my brother Shooter, he's the dude you never ask your girl if she knows, might disappoint you, and a lovely day out here where we're at in the Northwest, and as a glass is half full kind of guy, I just want to say, you know, there's no such thing as a bad day, just try missing one. But it's time to discuss the sweet science. Talking Smack 101, yo. The champ is here. So let's get it started. Yo. Yeah. How you feeling, man? You feeling good? Man, I feel excellent. I'm about to burn you today, man. I got a couple of times. There's one topic I can't wait to get to, and I can't wait till we talk about it, because I... Uh, I just got to make my presence felt. But one of the things I, you know, always get my little tidbit right from the beginning. It uh, that you know how they say it takes a, a village to raise a child. I oh. feel like I feel like this is our child, man. And even though me and you have been putting in a lot of work on this, man, I, I want to give a special thanks and to everybody else who made this possible. My boy Ronnie, who's coming through with the equipment. My boy James, who's mixing the intro. Uh, I just want to thank you to you know Garber for always listening, Frank for always listening. Like these are people who talk Frankie, to us. Frankie, cruise control. Yeah, that's right. They always talk to us on a daily basis and giving us like tidbits feedback. and what can help us do, and feedback to always help. I, I love you guys, all of it for it. Everybody who continues to support and listen out and always trying to you know look out for our well being. I appreciate each and every one of you, man. And trust me, yeah, once, we, once we get to the top, we ain't gonna forget. None of y'all, right. man. We'll now, host all the, the fight parties. The fact that you guys listen is means the most because you you care that much enough just to listen itself, and that that's that's how we get the feedback. That's how we get the word out. And now we gotta get everybody to tell everybody else about it so they can download that Squared Circle app in iTunes in the App Store or in your Android Play Store. It's Squared Circle. Just search it. You will find it before the before the two words are done typing. And you can reach us at TalkingSquaredCircle at gmail.com or TalkingSmack101. Because these are the lessons of that smack talk right now. And that's TalkingSmack101 at Twitter.com. And, and yeah, the shout outs are important, you know. But, that, but like Dave Spell said, that's why he, he don't, they don't take black hostages. <laughs> the list would still be going if I maybe not have cut you off. And I'm confident that we, can, we got shout outs at least for 100 episodes and that's a good thing because hey, we're hey, going to get more shout outs hey, as we go. I'm a man of the people, man. That's, that's why right. they love me. I'm a man of the people. We should have been politicians. You know what I'm saying? I'm... Nah, they, my, 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 my background's too shady for, for politics, man. They can just look on my Facebook and see how grimy I am. Hopefully one day I do it and or never do it, preferably. But be like, you know, no, I'll be my own attorney, Your Honor. <laughs> Might be, and that would be my last, this could be my last podcast. I'll put money on so. your books. Yeah. This Commissary. Be, so this would be my farewell podcast. I'd just say, like say right, goodbye man, to everybody. Thanks for listening. Now, let's one get thing, to it. Now, before we get into the sweet science, I want to just kind of talk about um, a little bit more history on us, just in case if it's your first time tuning in. Combined, we got about 20 years experience just within combat sports alone. I have a martial arts and boxing background. My man over here, Shoot, has got a boxing background. It's not just with us. It, it, it goes beyond us with, with our parents because my dad was an amateur fighter and trained. Your pops used to train as an amateur fighter. And that's kind of like our inspirations. And those little things, you might even be able to argue that that helped us with just being knuckleheads. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just think about all the people that you might have knew growing up that's just doing something dumb, stupid, or nothing. It's Absolutely it's nothing. A, it's the most disciplined sport, man, besides wrestling, that's man. Right. It's, a, it's a disciplined mm-hmm. sport, man. And it, it also teaches you a whole bunch of good... Uh, Any combat sport. Good this, amount, yeah. Um, now, now, one thing I do want to go into before we go in this real quick is just an analogy you gave me the other day. Just because... It was a great analogy. We were driving in the car, and I have told this now to about 10, 15 different people, but I need, you, I need you to say it right now, and just because it was about a bad driver, but I, I, I'm seeing this when people are standing in line now and everything. <laughs> what would you tell me about? You could always tell about bad driver. Bad drivers. My, my feeling about bad drivers, anybody who's a bad driver, it was never played sports, or they sucked at sports. The reason why I came to that analogy was because what is driving, man? It's spacing, it's control, it's thinking ahead, it's all those components wrapped into one. Like it, it, it's 
I know you're driving, and the thing is, you have to drive for everybody. You can't just drive for yourself. So you got to look to the person in front of you. You got to look to the people to the side of you and in the back of you. Who's coming up? How fast they going? All that is floor spacing. Like, I played a lot of hoop, too. So it's just when people were too close for me, I back up. Hey, I, I got to get it. Hey, spacing. You stay over there, and I'm going to stay over here. At the very and we beginning, gonna, man, you be... just described what, what the perfect boxer was. With, with the control, thinking ahead, being able to space. And that, that's the perfect boxer in the ring. Yeah. There's a lot of people we can say that is in that category. I, for right now, I'm going to bring a B-Hop for that one. Because he's talking about someone who uses the ring and uses you against you. Yeah. Bro, I was watching him, a uh, classic fight of him when he knocked out Tito Trinidad, who yeah. had no losses. I remember watching that. I was like, wow. Yeah, he's man. He's one of the, he's one of the goats mm-hmm. too, man. B-Hop, man. That's the right. fact that he's 50 years old and he's still... Even if he's not fighting for, I mean, he is still fighting for belts. He he's may one not, of the few. If they came out and said he was a clone, I'm like, good. good it's like good. that makes he, sense. He really that makes it sense. makes a lot of sense. sense. You're an alien, but like he's always one of those fighters you have to worry about. You saw how he fought uh, Sergey Kovalev, even though that was a lopsided fight. He's a tough out. That wasn't an easy t- win. It wasn't an easy man. one too. So, and he tried his hardest to knock somebody, knock mm-hmm. him out too. But he's B Hop's a, a tough out, man. It's now, a, we got the Olympics going on. We didn't touch too much on it. Um, this is the first year with this new scoring, the no headgear. I'm glad to see yeah. none of the names got canceled, um, ended up not being able to finish their part of the Olympics by getting cut or concussions or anything like that. Um, and it's good because one of the things about this part of the Olympics, since there was no wrestling and until MMA comes in, this is when, if you win in boxing, if there's no corruption or bad judging, this is the one moment when you can say, that your country is probably the most badass. You are the definitely the toughest motherfuckers because you just fucking won in one-on-one fighting and your representative won. Um, basketball, if if any of if for now since the dream team started, if we lose a fucking game, people are like, what the fuck? Okay? They come to play in our league. Yeah. And this is a worldwide sport to where when you're the world champ, you're the world fucking champ. Like I love I love football. But don't don't say that the Super Bowl champs are the world champs, all right? Well, they now are. This is, they, they are. The football is that one thing. Because it's the only sport in the, the year. It, it's no other country Technically, playing yes. That, so but this like, is also saying, like, this is like Cash Christians, the earth is the center of the universe and shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's, that's where you just basically put the NFL. Well, I guess in a way they do act like the Catholic Church and the Pope, the way they fucking do shit. But corruption and Olympic boxing has been a, an issue that we have seen and arguably, we've just witnessed it again uh, yesterday with um, Mike Conlon, the Irish guy, fought uh, the Russian Vladimir Curtin, or Nickton is his name. And this is the guy who's about to fight secure Stevenson yeah. for the gold. I Who believe. Mayweather took an interest in, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was Apparently, uh, Shakur's last fight that he won, Mayweather coached him up, gave him some lessons. Give him some lessons on it and give him some tips and tricks on it. And then, you know, and I don't know. He sees an interest in him for probably one reason, I assume, money. Because he's trying to get this kid now to promote him. Because I think he feels that he missed out on Errol Spence Jr., who's with Al Heyman right now, who Al Heyman found through the Mayweather gym. So he's got to be a little disappointed in that one. I know he gets a little bit of money with Al Heyman only when he is the main lead promoter. But, you know, Secure Stevenson is the one who won that fight, not Floyd. Uh, if I remember correctly, Floyd didn't get any gold medals. No, he did not. He, uh, he was cheated. I, 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 I felt, um, and actually looking into this, I mean, I, I don't know what the Olympics got going on with all these fights. It was kind of hard for me to really keep up or watch, or watch mm-hmm. him just because of the different channels and the time zones and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the one time where I would call myself a hypocrite. You remember how I talked about when people getting robbed? And uh, I said it's the imperfect imperfections that make it perfect so i i the not with kids okay not with kids who work out man because like a lot of times depending on their minds man they could be real fragile you don't want to discourage anybody you don't want to discourage them so bad it's too too much politics and we can't have the politics we're not going to get into society also we're not going to get into the society part of it on how let us maybe let alone from these combat any athletes well, I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say combat sport only, where they're not as sensitive as the rest of these young motherfuckers, these these young fools coming up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but 
that's 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 it's crazy how we're that's where we're at now mm-hmm. and it's good to have something like this as an outlet because it will give you that confidence and help you build it up and to get robbed when you know it's for the gold like that it, mm-hmm. that that's gotta hurt well, but you gotta a, go forward a, because it was a qualifier right uh it was um for, i don't think because it's uh gary russell was still in it and it was he's it was got a chance to fight for the gold uh he's out now too because they, they were both semifinals oh okay they were the two semifinals okay. gary russell i i didn't get to I, I read a little bit on it and a lot of people said that he might have got robbed on that one too but then this goes back to one of the best things about boxing knockouts you're gonna train for the scoring and you want to train to win Mm-hmm. But if you got an up-and-comer who's got power, go in for that knockout. Unless you're fighting on American soul and you're that confident, it, we got to go in for that it, knockout. But you got to think, though, they're going for that knockout. How, how many rounds are they fighting? Four. Four rounds, man. Even these professionals, I mean, unless they're like, unless they're like in a bigger weight class mm-hmm. and they are just completely no. dominating that fight. You have to be a power not, puncher. You, you got, have to you have, have the power to, be to a do legit it. Legit mm-hmm. power puncher to knock somebody out in less than four rounds, man. That's a lot because you got to work. The first two rounds is the first two to three rounds is usually spent filling out your uh, your opponent anyway, man. Mm-hmm. You ain't got that kind of time, so just to go in there and start slugging, that's how you end up losing a match. Well, see, and but if you got now, if you got power, if I see a guy with power who's slick, also. And I think the judges are against us. You can still steal the fights by landing the cleaner, crisp, harder shots. Because, like, one of the things with Sean Porter, Keith Thurman, great fight. Mm-hmm. And there were so many moments. I'm like, Sean Porter's getting him. Yeah. But then he would get tagged. Yeah. And then he would look at him like, what just fucking happened? Yeah. And, and you knew it every fucking time. And if we went back and, and, and you know, analyze each one there's probably could be rounds that sean porter was probably winning until he got tagged yeah and then even and if the, the momentum shots, changed those are the shots that mattered that's the ones like that matters that's remember sugar remember, ray leonard stole the fight from marvin Hagler by stealing the rounds in the last 30 seconds because of he, uh, that's the one that's funny is like even though you um even though the judges and the refs even though the judges don't see the copy box scorecards they, they got to go by what they see last, man. So those crisp shots, when they see that sweat flying off the side of their head, man, those things really count, too. And those can really steal the fights. Or you got a... Um or you got boxers who just sit there and they can lull, they can lull you to sleep for two round, uh, for two minutes. And that last minute, that's what's going to be stuck in your mind if they sit there and go in a couple of flurries to steal the rounds. Yeah, that's like that's why I couldn't be a judge. Like, what's your boy's name again, Sam? The, the judge? Shout out to you, man. I appreciate you listening to us, and, and uh, you're an inspiration to us all. And I envy you in a way because there's a part of me that wants to be a judge. But at the same time, I know I would, I would stand up too fast as soon as the guy got tagged. be like, get him, get him. And like, I'm, all of a sudden, I look down at the scorecard. I missed round two and three. Like, I'm too, I'm too, bi- I'm too yeah. biased. I can't, I can't win a fight's too good. Oh, yeah, no. I, if I, I scored thought, a man with a fight, enough. they hand me the card, and I'd already just have it filled out by round two and hand turn it in. They're like, how did you know? I'm like, I know. I'm not saying that I have them lose, but might as well. Okay, moving forward, moving forward here. Now, with the Olympic sports, it's a way to represent your country, and anybody who goes and represents the great old USA of America, I always respect you for that. And, and that's – this is the – for your Olympians, if you do listen, no, when you are representing your country, this is the only time you're not a blank American, like the 4th of July. When you're outside of here – you're not a blank American. You're just representing America as an American person. That's it, man or female. And, and, and enjoy it while it lasts because that's about as pure as it's going to get. You know what I'm saying? That's about as pure as it gets. That's for sure because, hey, it's money. I don't know. Who knows? We're not here to talk about society and the president of the lecture. We're here to talk about the sweet science and that Squared Circle app. You can download it in the Play Store or the and, um, iTunes App Store with your iPhone. Now we got some names in here. We had Miguel Flores fight over the weekend. Yeah. Um, he fought uh, Irish kid Ryan no, Kelzeki. Kelzeki. Polish kid. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, good movement. It was a it, uh, sort of a dull fight, but Miguel Flores. I like I, I like him. A um, couple episodes Almost every episode I tell, I always tell you guys what I like. Mm-hmm. I like pure boxers, yeah. and that's what he is in the featherweight division. He's a pure boxer. 18 no eight knockouts. Miguel Flores, he he looks good on out there. He um, and I fight against uh, Kelzeski. He went to the body early. He was a really good boxer. He was fact, fast. Kelzeski can move. He can move, man. Yeah. He's, he's no slouch. He's definitely the guy you want to go in yeah. because you got to beat this guy because you know he's going to take you to rounds. You know what though? It's funny, but the way I was looking at it, uh, 
Kalzeski, he kind of stood back a little bit more. Like, he wasn't as aggressive as he should have been. You know what it reminded me of? Do you remember the Pacquiao-Joshua Clotty fight? Oh, yeah. Clotty So, so Clotty yeah. all he did was yeah. keep his guard up. But what's funny is, every time he swung at Pacquiao, he would break through he the guard and, and connect. And connect. Tag him. So, the only, yeah. he, he legit handed that fight over Pacquiao because of that. Pacquiao was worse than that fight than Clotty did. He, he, no, he really did, too. Because, mm -hmm. like, I was, I was like, why, why he is he? He, was, he re much. respected Pacquiao too much. Now I'm not saying that um, Flores would have lost this fight if he would have been uh, if the other guy would have been yeah, more aggressive, shy, yeah. but he was just like uh, he he just looked he just looked good. He's a great boxer. Now the one of the one of the things about um, Miguel Flores, which is really good though, even though he's a box, even though he's a great boxer and he looked really good, he didn't have enough power to me. No, he didn't have enough power at all. Mm -hmm. I mean, he'll be able to get through the motions and be able to fight most people. But when yeah, you get he, into that upper echelon and you're trying to take a belt from uh, yeah. a couple and of these guys. When you're in that we lower weight with, class, you have to either. You have to if have you can't knock them out, you got to make sure your fights are exciting. Yeah. That's, or else you end up like Rigando. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, well Rigando just has to go up and wait. He needs to move up he weight. Stop being a little. But we just, what, was it last week? And all my days running together. Was it last week where we were discussing what was the best division? 147. And, and we, we both agreed it was welterweight. But one of the first things I mentioned was the featherweight division. So for you to only have, I mean. Eight knockouts and eighteen fights isn't bad to look at, but when you're up there with Carl oh, Frampton, when you're yeah, when you when you up there with Carl Frampton, mm -hmm. Gary Russell Jr., Lee Selby, and Oscar Valdez, man, Ooh. hey, you ain't gonna those last. Dudes, they'll they'll put you down. Those dudes they'll can you, hit. They'll they put can you to hit sleep. hard. So and, it's like, and they won't let you be the aggressor no, the whole time all. either. At all. At all. And they're not gonna be gun shy. No, they're at not all, at so. all. They're on that next level, man. Um, we're, we're probably going to see Frampton Selby next, um, which will be a great fight. Well, we got to see because we'll they're see. talking because they're talking about the rematch, trying to do the rematch uh, first. Well, oh, so uh, right now, it's, Al always, it's always Al Heyman's kind of you know he's he's making the most he's making the bigger moves, mm -hmm. uh, you know at, at the most right now. So things are definitely going to be in Leo's favor in that one. Uh, but Leo will be he better be ready to travel. He better be ready but to travel. At the same time, I mean it's. It's all. It's always rumors until it's on paper. Yes, right. I mean, I think mm -hmm. there's. A, I think it's a lot of money getting sold on the rematch if they go, especially if they go across the pond to fight. So I mean, I can see that because then you can still fight in the Lee Selby fight, and yeah. you don't want to yeah. go. You don't want to wait too long before you have another rematch to say that, Carl Frank. And that will come down to the negotiation skills of Eddie Hearn. Eddie Hearn's pretty good at it. Um, he's good at taking care of the fighters. He seems to get them all the right fights. And if um, if, if he can negotiate a right to get Leo Santa Cruz to come to. To fight Frampton in, in uh, the UK, that'll they'll sell out a soccer stadium. And for yeah, Leo, that's got to be big because mm -hmm. having a Mexican background, you know they love soccer. I'm just assuming here. It's not a stereotype if it's fact. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and that would just be huge. And also, just for the sport of boxing, when other people hear yeah. that these guys are in a soccer stadium, now this is bigger than a football field, yeah. and, and it holds way more people. And then plus, I would like to see that again too because they, I, I, don't think, do I don't think I don't think Leo Santa Cruz, I don't UK, think Leo Santa Cruz fought his real fight. I think so. Now yep. you already you went in there and you saw what he has. Didn't know what to and expect. You didn't go, and you yep. didn't go with his game. You didn't go with your own game plan. So nope. I would like to see a rematch over at least Selby that's, fight that's, anyway. That's 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 and that's one of the things that that's turned a lot of people from turned a lot of fighters from Mexico into a commodity because even with some of their best better boxers, you pop them hard enough and it's time to brawl. Everything's mm -hmm. out the window and that lost Leo Santa Cruz to fight. What are you going to do? And then on the undercard, they had Jamal Jones and Ugas, I think his name is. Uh, Ugas. 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 Now, Jamal Jones, Ugas. we're going to touch on this a little bit because he just fought a month ago. It was, he fought a month ago. Now, th this match was really intriguing to me, which I like. It, it was boring. It was yeah. boring. There was no fireworks in the fight. Mm -hmm. But just the outline, like if you if you was to paint me or write me a storyline about how this fight was, mm -hmm. I would want to see it. Okay, so you got Jamal Jones who fought a month ago, which we watched. In, took the fight he, on three days took, notice. Took that fight. Yeah, he took this fight on three days notice, right? Yep. Yep, took this fight on three days notice. And then Ugas, the guy he fought, and his record's not really, I mean, it's okay, 15-3, and three, seven knockouts, Cuban former, guy. Former Olympic, Olympian medalist. And now hold on, I'll get into that too. I'll get into that too. This guy hasn't fought in two years. So you got a guy who's fought him, who, who's an undefeated fighter, 20-0, and 0, uh, nine knockouts, and he, and he fought 30 days ago. Then you fight, then he fights uh, your Dennis Ugas, and he hasn't fought in over two years. So the contrast of that was really made me, uh, yeah. made me want to watch it. But the, as funny as it is, even though it was boring, Ugas, did you, do, you know, do you know who he fought in the amateurs and who he beat? I'll, 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 I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Terrence Crawford. Oh, yeah. I remember 
some other. Jose Pedraza, Francisco Vargas, Saddam Ali, Darlis Perez. He he fought those guys and he beat them. So it's just like it was surprising to me that he wasn't, you know, one that he has three losses. Of course, when you get into the professionals, man, it's a whole different story. But I, I just thought, I just like that contrast. The fight still sucked, yeah. though. Now it was a boring fight, was fight, but Jamal Jones he went the whole he went all ten rounds on three days' notice. Yeah. So that's good conditioning for his corner. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he walked into an L. Yeah, he walked into he walked into an L, and I and I just hope that both these guys weren't just broke for this yeah. one. It was a great opportunity for him. Uh, I think Jamal Jones. Mm-hmm. For losing the fight, still probably came out with a better name by going the distance on three days' notice because Ugas was not very impressive. No, he, his unfortunately his amateur resume is still more impressive than his, his pro one. Yeah, and it shows he he's beaten some of the best now. But this is like Sean Porter, Devin Alexander. Devin beat Sean when they're amateurs, and Sean told me he's like, I ain't a kid no more, bro. Yes, exactly. And he manhandled yeah. him, you know. But but all these guys have fought the amateurs. Tootsie Bradley, I believe, fought Andre Ward in that fight. Because he used to fight at a beer way, something like that. Uh-huh. All these guys, all these, these this, this generation, this class, they, they've all came through each other. Um, it's kind of like, a, yeah. what do you call it? Um, what are these kids when they play basketball and uh, all those little divisions outside of school? Oh, uh, pick up games? No, not pick up games, man. It's like, you know, when they're all friends, like LeBron and Steph Curry. Oh, and all yeah, yeah, yeah. like that, man. Like, when they're I'm just playing getting little... old, I don't know. Uh, not rec league, but them boys and girls yeah, club. Yeah, whatever, that's whatever. Rec yeah, yeah, it's just rec league. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's uh, you know, the D League, but not the D League because mm-hmm. it's uh there's no money involved and there's no career at stake. And and they're probably playing at their court in their house. No, guys. it's not even that. It's man, whatever, man. I I'll, I'll come back Why to you. Why you always got to be a basketball shooter? Because, man, mm-hmm. I, that's that's probably one of my first loves, man. That ain't never going to leave me, man. That's my, that's my man shooter right there. Yeah. That's my man. My yeah, man. Ask about never ask your girl if she knows him. <laughs> I I wouldn't recommend it anyways, you know. That's my man. And then now okay. Now, and that was those fights over the weekend, uh, Friday, you know. Uh, we got Errol Spence coming up on, on the 21st Sunday. Uh, he's fighting Leonard Bundu. Bundu's got one loss to one time, Keith Thurman. And Errol Spence is there. He's there as a threat. He's there as the contender. Yeah. And he's there as the guy that if you're going to, you need to, if you're going to face him eventually, for me, I would face him now. Better now than later. No, because he's only going to get better. No, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, he's only going to get better. But if I look, if, I ain't scared of no man. But if oh. I'm in there, if I'm in there, I want to see some more fights and build up a bigger rapport on this guy. I need, I need to see more work on him because it's too early. You don't, you haven't even. The thing is, if he hasn't even seen mm-hmm. his best, I need, to, I need more report on this guy. I need to see more film on this guy on how I can beat him. Because right now, this guy's still surprising every day. I think he's like 20, you know, 17, 19, something like Power that, though. He's both hands, Southpaw. He is, he is a great fighter. Both hands. It, it's, Smart. He, he fights not, on Sunday. He's not loud. He's, he's, he's saying he's all a, the he's right about, things. He's about business. He's about his business. He's, he's, he's respectable. Somebody did it. One of his, his parents did the right thing as far as for just his mannerisms and the way he talks, and that's something I do appreciate in fighters because I can't stand like I can't stand like you know Adrian Boner who just uh, got out. Uh, shout out to the penal system and, and how effective <laughs> it really is. I got a couple people that you need to let out early too. You know what I'm saying? They probably better person than Boner is. That's for sure. You know, you you don't piss whip somebody when you're a fighter. I don't, you, you don't do anything when you're a fighter. You know, like 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 Margarito, I'm sorry, Margarito Antonio Tony. He beat Canelo's brother on his second fight comeback fight. Um, but he's right there with the Roy Jones to me, like just stayed behind. And apparently, he's pushing to try to get a Canelo fight. You don't want those problems. You man. don't want those problems. Bro. He wants that paycheck. He doesn't. Want, he doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't care if he, he doesn't care if he fights him or, or not. Uh, yeah, he doesn't. He, he doesn't care if he wins that. or loses that. He just wants it for the. He paycheck. wants a big paycheck. He it's, can go fight in Mexico and get a collective amount of paychecks all day. He can. He can be a novelty in Mexico. He's got a big enough name out there. But he. he don't be delusional, Antonio. Don't don't be delusional at all. You have no respect usually from from the boxing community yeah. anymore because of uh the shit you try to pull with um you know my, my man Shane Mosley and uh Nazim Richardson yeah. nah but uh, it's easy to call out any it's easy yeah. to call about out anybody especially after you won but 
you remember Austin Trout? Yep. You know, after after he beat Canelo's brother, mm-hmm. he wouldn't Ready have to see he he yeah, he had to see uh, Canelo after that, and the, the same kind of problems, man. You don't want you don't want the margarita. That was want a the good close fight, and mm-hmm. I had Canelo up by about two three rounds. Mm-hmm. But that's when I saw that's when you saw Canelo's head movement right there in that yeah. fight because mm-hmm. Austin, no doubt, Trout, man, he he did he went everywhere nobody wanted to be. Had a Timothy Bradley's type story. Fought everybody else where they where he weren't supposed to be. When he beat Canelo's brother, it was in Mexico. Yeah. And anytime, Mex- yeah. anytime any American goes somewhere else and takes the title, especially Mexico, <sighs> that's one of the best things, especially Mexico. Yeah, especially. So, no, it, it's uh, it's all. It, we don't even need to spend a lot of time nah. with Margarito just for a simple fact. Nah, that I just only, like, I only he, brought him up because he needs to stay retired, like my man Roy Jones. Like <laughs> I wanted to last. He won. He won last. He won. Week. He, won. he won last. And week. and unfortunately, it sounds like he tore. A bicep that's going to kind of force him into retirement. It sounds like we'll see. Um, we'll see. I doubt it. I'm, I doubt it, man. There's a chance. I wouldn't be surprised if my nephew ends up fighting him before I die. You know, <laughs> next twenty years. Yeah, his so. first fight will be against Roy Jones. It'll, it'll, it'll sell out. You know what I'm saying? But because don't disrespect Captain Hook. Man. I can't, man. To me, one of the best intros in boxing is still the Radio City Music Hall with him and Red Man and Method Man. Y'all must have forgot the Rock Wilder. I love that intro. <laughs> I remember I tweeted that to uh, Money once, and I was like, "This is how you do it, bro. You don't come out with no Bieber and Wayne. You don't trade Fifty Cent for Bieber and Wayne. You're still negative in that. In that, if you're doing, if you're trying to do an even math, that's, you're negative still. But Roy, man." We gave homage to my man El Chino last week, and that's what we would want to do to a fighter like this who's a guaranteed Hall of Famer. Is a living legend because he's alive. He is. It, One of the best is boxers ever. Grace, it's great, gracefully bow out, man. I don't want to see him, like, the longer you go, we don't the, more see it you touch, the, more, the more it touches on your legacy, man. Yeah. Like, no matter what they say. Like, his, even though it's, his even legacy's though it's win, set in stone, not, but, is, but are we going to be talking about a story with a happy ending or a sad ending? And that's what's going to happen. Because that, we're going to be talking about him for... He's, he, he's immortalized. For the future he's, he's and, in, and when it comes to just boxing. He's but is it going to be like, like my man Chico? I, 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 every time I bring up Chico Corrales' name, I get little chills. And I get a little sad because it, that's the story that came to a sad ending. And I don't want to see this happen to my man Roy Jones Jr. You should have stayed out when when my man uh, Magic Man KTFO'd him, trade TM, talking smack one on one, you know. But Roy, I'll call you later. I'll call you later. If you don't listen to the show, I'll call you later, man. We'll talk about this. All right. So Roy Jones Jr. Now we got a, a couple other things here. We're definitely going to talk about. You got some points there. Um, before we go into more detailed topics, one fighter I want to bring up is Luis Ortiz, heavyweight, who uh, I guess he's having promotional issues, trying to get a fight. I think he he could arguably be one of the best heavyweights right now. Um, for a Cuban guy who can box and punch, we just need to get him some fights, Golden Boy. I don't know what the deal is. These promotional issues, it's it's ruining these guys' careers. That's why I kind of love and hate hate Al Heyman for it because he's not a promoter. But he's still he's just owning all the fighters, anyways. Yeah. You know, like what do we got to do? We got to sit these guys down, roll up a joint, make them talk it out. Make them. What do we got to do to get these things done? Luis Ortiz, De La Oscar, get it done. Get him a fight. We need to get him in there because he can beat Deontay Wilder probably. He I don't can... think he can. I'll, you know what? I think Deontay Wilder is too long and too athletic, and he has better movement, man. He's. He remind like yeah, we, he, you we know saw he, his jab. He, we saw I, his I jab. jab. You know what Luis Ortiz reminds me of? The whole Luis Ortiz. No, he the whole no. He reminds me of a more out of shape George Foreman. Nothing but raw power. Like he goes at him like he doesn't have the footwork. Nah, he's, but he's, he I feel have like the he's footwork. cheating a little bit. He should have been like a WWE wrestler. Yeah, right? man, like the Big Show or mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Mark Henry or something like that. Man, he's too big. Like he's not. I don't think he's that too athletic to. To fight now, you know what I would like. If he to wasn't see? Cuban, I would agree with you one hundred percent because they're, those they're a different breed of boxers. Yeah. Now their their pedigree may change with this uh, change in the Olympic style of boxing, but they as we see with Rigondeau, um, they're a different breed of boxers. That's why they live like kings when they go get two golds, two yeah. Olympic golds, then they defect to the U.S. Arslanny Laura, bro, he's on another level. Mm-hmm. He's on another level and could have been the best in that division. If he didn't give that fight away to Canelo, yeah. and I said it, and, um, Canelo won that fight. Yeah, that was on the ropes. But uh, but Ortiz, I guess I can see him beating Klitschko, and I can see him beating Tyson mm-hmm. Fury. But as far as like Anthony Joshua or Deontay Wilder, I don't think he has the athleticism to keep up with him. I, the, the, I don't know, the jury's still out on Anthony Joshua to me. 
I like him. I, I, I've read a lot about him during the amateurs before last Olympics, and, and I like him a lot. I just don't, I don't like, it, it irks more. me when, he's, when, when they spoon feed him and give him a title. Just handed it to him. Tyson Fury is the IBF champ. Klitschko had that held on to all the belts for 10 years, except for the WBC his brother had, for 10 years. Now once did I hear anybody complain about him fighting the mandatories. Now it could be he, that he's a seven foot some Russian, speaks seven languages and has a doctorate. So if, if he can't beat you down, he'll probably outsmart you in, in one way or another. That's how he was able to reign supreme for 10 years, man. You don't, like, all the boxers who, who reigned supreme for the longest times and had the best careers, they were smart fighters, right. man. Even the ones, like Mike Tyson, my favorite fighter of all time, man. People don't. People think he was just raw power, man. But that no. guy had head movement. He was head a, he was like a boxer crazy, with bro. power, man. He One was of the a lot shorter, shortest, shorter heavyweights that we've seen today, and probably will ever see. I think I've seen. I think I've seen probably every documentary or any kind of movie that came out with about Tyson, man. And when you hear him speak about boxing, he that man is an artist, and he knows what the hell he's talking about. And I'm so glad that he was able to make a turn in his life, unfortunately through some tragedies. But that's gonna have a happy ending. Yeah, you know, and this is. is this is like, Roy, stop it, just stop it, because Mike, <laughs> this was a guy he should be dead right now with the path he was headed towards. Yeah, when man. he got out, the, ta- the now the tattoo on his face looks good. I don't know how, why, and then a lot of it is because <laughs> of his personality and attitude. When he first did it, you were like, you stupid, ma, why, dude, yeah. why, why? What was it for? What was it for? At, at least lie to me and say a girl talked you into it, because like, then I can kind of see if she's super hot, maybe, and that's still stretching it. All right. That's still stretching it, you know. And then we got. So I so one of the things is I want to bring this up. We talked about it a couple. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. Um, I love when I love that how boxing has gotten so publicized and you're able to see more and more of it every day. So I'm going flipping through the channels last night, and of course, you know, Showtime Boxing was on. So of course, I hit the info to, info to see who's fighting, and uh, it's Sean Porter versus Kell Brook. Uh, for the IBF uh, championship belt where they were both undefeated and uh, uh, Sean Porter had the belt. Now, the reason why I stopped at this fight is because uh, we talked last week on how big Kell Brook was at the was it, 30 day weigh in. At the 30 day weigh in, he was he was big. He's actually bigger than Golovkin. He's a lot bigger than I thought. So, so yeah, he's bigger. And then I sat there and I, and I, I tried to gauge the fight just to see how he would measure up to Triple G. And. Triple G's gonna kill this dude. <laughs> it, and we already and I don't know about you. That's how I feel. I think he's gonna kill it. But at the same time, is even at towards the end, even though the judges are they're retarded sometimes, one of the judges had it uh had it uh, a draw. It's probably they the same it, judge that, that, that Mayweather Canelo. Could have been. Could've I think been actually I think it is the same the same female judge okay. from the Mayweather. Well, Canelo. even if they had it a draw, the fact that they even let it get the close. Now it was wrong. It was wrong. It wasn't. It wasn't draw. Wasn't straight down. Like Kell Brook dominated that fight. He actually. He that won, was yeah, he watching won. that fight was actually the regiment which I've seen the way Keith Thurman beat Sean Porter the yep. same way. It's like uh, catch him. Uh, for, yeah, catch him with um, the check hook coming in. Rough yeah, him the, up. It rough him. Like he tried. Like he Sean knew, Porter tried to go Sean's going to come in, he, try to make it ugly. Hit him with precise shots. Mm-hmm. But that's at one forty-seven. He, you now, saw, you he had to kill himself to make that one forty-seven. But. That was at 147. Now you're talking about a bit. You talk about when remember how we talk about Earl Spence is only getting better. Triple G is getting better every fight. He's becoming more and more. He's a one pure of the smartest boxer. boxers. He's becoming um, a pure boxer. What we were hoping for was uh, a bloodbath with the Lemieux Triple G fight. Show all did, it was we just. Really, we really. I did. still it enjoyed just, it, but it's all it did was show how smart Triple G was. And then he's be, and he's and better. And he still gave the fans too. what he wanted. You know, and, and he's better for it, but but the frame on Kell Brook is is a lot bigger than I thought. I did, but and the size the, will be will be matched. The size will be matched, but at the same time, man, if you had if Canelo Khan, we witnessed murder. That was yeah. murder. I was about to call nine one one and and press charges. Yeah, like well, Canelo myself. And, and the thing is, and it is, and it's I was, a bit, I'm worried it's a that it started a trend. It's a little bit different because of that because. Um, Amir Khan had to work up to get to that weight and be stable at that weight. Like you know, mm-hmm. Kell Brook was already big, and, and he he doesn't have down. to he doesn't have to slim down that much mm-hmm. to get to it. But I don't I don't see like if you struggle getting out uh, Sean Porter, how are you going to do that with Triple G, who's a better boxer and who's going to have more power? I, I don't 
I don't think I don't feel like he struggled with really with Sean Porter. I feel like he controlled the fight he pretty well. He controlled the fight, but at the same time, when you have those 50-50 rounds, there is no okay. So yeah, he didn't struggle. Okay, he didn't struggle with okay. Uh, Sean Porter and Timothy Bradley are two guys. Everyone will struggle with. Yes, these everybody guys. will struggle. Okay. okay, but check this out though, and I wrote this down now. So, so I I had a I had a talk with my homeboys. Smart. These these are these is a couple years ago, and this is a this is one of the things I wanted to talk about. A couple a couple of a couple of years ago, me and my boys were watching Mike Tyson highlights. You know how they have the Mike Tyson month and stuff like that. We're watching this. So Tyson was thirty seven and zero, it with thirty four knockouts. So that I mean I mean that's just a, that's just what I went to. I just wanted to see you know him until he actually went to a decision and stuff like that. Thirty seven and zero. And th- so as a boxer who's going up against Tyson, you you're going against this guy who's twenty two straight knockouts, blase, blase, mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. What makes you think you're going to change the outcome of this fight when you fight this person? This is going to come down when, to chess. Th- th- it's going to be uh, a chess match. No, no. But can you last? Yeah, can yeah. you last? No, because the reason why I bring that up is because. Triple G's has 22 straight knockouts. Mm-hmm. What does Kell Brook think he's going to have over David Lemieux and all these other guys to beat Triple G? Who's somebody, how are you going to change the course of what Triple G is doing? I don't see it. I don't see it. And that's no knock on Kell Brook. No, but, not at all. Not at all. But Triple G is out here murdering cats, man. 22 straight knockouts. And he's doing it happily. Dominating, I'm sticking bro. my face out. Like every punch, punch lands, it, you feel it for the you guy. You feel it. And then, you see, it. and then it's demoralizing when you punch him and he smiles. He's like, hey, I'm giving the people what they want. I could end you early, but I'm not. Yeah, what, how is, you tell me how Kel Brook, now I don't think that's you went against torture. it, but how, how are you going to let, how is Kel Brook going to change this? I'll play devil's advocate to this one. So what, the only thing I could say is like, kind of like what I said with Sergey Kovalev and Ward, that he, he's got that little smirk. And he's been calling and saying that he's willing for Triple G now for about going on almost two years now. Um, and saying that he would fight him. And, and, and the only time a guy says that is either the, the Coulignans talking too much, the Nuts talking too much. Yeah. Which is common for men. They're, they're, or, looking, they're looking for a pay. They like, kind of like Or they, they see going. something. Like, uh, I'm going to bring up some boxing history. I can, let's see if I can remember who it was. It was... Uh, You're going to bring up boxing history? Uh, I think it was Max Belling is who it was. It was no, Max Bear, German fighter. And he was fighting, I want to say, Joe Frazier. And, and they asked him, like, you know, uh, what do you, what's going on with this? You don't seem intimidated or shook or anything. And his English was broken. He just says, I see something. And he ended up knocking him out. Now, I could be wrong on the names in it, but I'm, I'm right on the statement. And when you see something, you, you know what to do to attack and, and, and get it. That's why I respect and I love this sport so much because I'm talking everything. I'm talking out the side of my head, though. I'm talking out the side of my neck. I'm glad you would admit fighting. that to me. Yeah, no, right. I will. I will. No, because the thing is, I'm not fighting. Yeah, yeah. I'm not fighting, no. but at the same if, time, if, I'm if, trying if, to look if at If every logic. fighter listens to me when I'm yelling at the TV, they'd all be undefeated. They, they you all, know all, every all, all be undefeated. That's mm-hmm. for sure. You know. But Triple G, man, he's an animal. He's a machine. This is the real life I, Ivan Drago. As far as um, in terms of just that undefeatable fighter right now, um, there's people that can beat him. Um, we're not going to go into that because he has to worry about Kell Brook. You got um, to fight the man in front of you first. And, and Kell Brook, man, they, I, a good interview I saw with him when they asked him about fear. You know, are, are you scared? Do you, you fear Golovkin? And he's like, you know, I don't fear him. I'm not scared of him. But yeah, I fear him. You got to have fear going in. There's a certain respect you have to have for him. You have to have that little fear. You know, you don't want to. You don't want to get the brain damage. You want to get brain damage. Well, as soon as you, as soon as you stop, as soon as you stop uh, respecting your opponent, they beat you. And then he and and he said one statement was like, you know, I he said already I faced death in the face. You know, I I faced faced death straightforward, looked it eye to eye, and survived it without fear. Then. Yeah. So I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be scared of Triple G. If I face death, I can face this man too, and that's a good analogy because that's what might happen with Triple G. <laughs> and this could be your last fight. I don't know if it's a coincidence that the letter G can resemble three sixes. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? But Kell Brooks Special K. I hope you don't end up on the special bus after this because that might happen, my man. My man. And and I hope this trend didn't start because you you tagged me in something online with Cotto versus Gamboa. What? <laughs> what? Like what? Uh, yeah. Um, um that, it, to me, that's just Cotto flossing, showing power. I think he's still probably on paper the best, the biggest pay per view draw next to Pacquiao. Um, but come on, I mean, Gamboa walks around maybe ten pounds less than what Cotto does walk around. Yeah. The size is not that far apart. Gamboa is a, a, a Cuban, another 
well-disciplined Cuban fighter, who one of the few of them who changed his style when he got to the U.S. to be more exciting. But he puts himself way too at risk against a guy like Cotto, who has a record of knocking dudes out. Yeah, that don't. You, boner, you, you boner. Just, you I need just, you to send a tweet to Gamboa. Tell you, him we know you're a warrior, bro, but just don't. And Cotto, just come on, man. Yeah, this is not even Mayweather Berto worthy, okay? Because they were in the same division. Well, you um, you kind know of you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier. What, why, what is this trend? What is this trend of fighters fighting uh, a lot of people way smaller than them? Money. It's got to be money. That's the only thing I can think of is that they're instead of looking in the division as the best fight for boxing, they're looking at who's going to bring the biggest TV draw or the biggest numbers, um, either at the gates or on TV. Because with Canelo and Amir Khan, that is just a name versus name. Kell Brook versus Triple G is is going to do some big cooling yawns versus the machine who's going through everybody. But then Kyoto Gamboa is another name versus name, and it's a fight that would definitely be in New York. You know that would be in New York with their, with their Puerto Rican and Cuban, you know, communities they have. And are we going to see more of this now? Now, granted, well, actually, maybe I could be wrong because what did what did Broder do with uh, when he went up to fight Chino? He went to two divisions, right? Yeah. And he called for it. So maybe it's maybe something that's been going on for a while. And it, we're just now noticing because of where we're at and with what we're doing with Talking Smack 101. That's how we give the lessons. We're teaching and discussing the sweet science of boxing. And this is Combat Sports. You can reach us at TalkingSquaredCircle at gmail.com or TalkingSmack101 at Twitter.com. Give us your feedback. Hey, I gave you a shout-out. But you can still send me a tweet and be like, you don't suck. You don't. Thanks for the shout-out. And tell your friends. You know, definitely tell your friends. Word of mouth is something I believe in. Uh, one of the things I sometimes I would say uh, in a sale, I'd be like, hey, once I get you this and you love it, you know what I want you to do for me? What, what do you think I want you to do for me? Tell your friends about me. Yeah, tell your friends about me. I, I, I know you're going to come back for more, but I need you to tell your friends about it. And that's how we keep it moving. That's how we get to the next upper echelon. That's how we get a VIP box at the MGM Grand. We'll, you know? take, y'all, we'll take y'all with me. Tell, your la- tell the lady friends, too, because I want to hear somebody right. talk about my that's sexy right. voice. You know what I'm saying? I want to I I have my own box with ring card girls in there bringing me drinks. <laughs> Holding the ring card mat. But this is the goals. I'm not going to go through and my a, whole list of goals. And a crown sponsorship. You know what I'm saying? Crown sponsorship. I want my crown. That's right. Crown Royal. And mm. I, I want that crown. The one that Tyson had. Let's get it. <laughs> All right. Mikey Garcia. I like this guy a lot. Welcome back, Mikey Garcia. But uh, right number two, WBC lightweight, I believe, 135. Um, How do you feel about that? How do you feel about that? I, um... Mexican privilege, only thing I can think of, because WBC is in Mexico. Mike Garcia, who represented the USA in the Olympics, but still getting the second number two spot with one fight in two years. Now, he should be he should be a title holder, right? So I can I can kind of understand it, but this is just further sh- of, of this is a show of power to me. When you no no, I'm gonna tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> and this is and this is what this is what I wanted to get into. And the thing is, I'm not even a big Mikey Garcia advocate like that. But I'm gonna tell you exactly why you're wrong, Sonny. So I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a couple names, and then uh, and I hope you see the correlation between it, right? So Mikey Garcia, um, before this fight that he just won, he was 34 and 0, mm-hmm. right? 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 Good record. Uh, so, uh, and why was the promotional issues the reason why he he had wanted to get land? out of top okay. rank? Not sure exactly what about the contracts, but okay. he had to get it. He saw some had to get out of it. All Took right, two years to do it. Okay, so now, now before let me end before you start off that right before I, before you go in. Andre Ward, twenty seven and zero, promotional issues. Muhammad Ali, twenty nine and zero, before the government sanctioned, and uh, he had to go in that suspension. Was this for the, the Vietnam the draft? For the, the, for the draft. Hey, Elvis went. Elvis sold uh, his country, bro. Elvis. King kissed my ass. Mike Tyson, right 41 to, and right 1. Bank, Mike Tyson, 41 and 1 before he went to prison. Mm-hmm. So we got 34 and 0, 29 and 0, 27 and 0, 41 and 1. All which are pretty decent records. Mm-hmm. And all these guys are champions. They're champions. Well, not Mikey Garcia and. Uh, well, he's a former champion. Nah, he's a, he's a he's former, former champion. So he's still and, a champion. In his and own also, right. and also Andre Ward. Mm-hmm. So how is this? Ro- so how is it wrong? There's no privilege in that. 
it, those guys that I mentioned, even though they had layoff. So hey, hey, no, no. No, you tell me for the no, last no, two no, years, no, no. everybody else that stayed current, fighting and winning, it doesn't ma- should be ranked under this boy. Hey, hey, shout out to to my eighth grade uh, football coach, Mr. Stock. You know what he used to say? You know what he used to say? John Stock. No, not John Stock. He no. used to say, "To be the man, you got to beat the man. You got to beat the bad. Exactly. Nobody's beating him. So just because it's not like he got in a car crash." Or anything like that, or anything that hindered his game. It was promotional issues. He stayed sharp. He stayed crisp, and he showed that when he came. And he showed that when he came out. So I have no problem with his ranking and him being higher. Because the thing is, he but showed this, that he this showed, set his he showed boy up he was, for a title shot. They're kind of doing him like Lomachenko. I disagree with Lomachenko getting a title shot as soon as he did. But wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did he win? No, he lost it. His, his first title shot, Lomachenko did. But he won that fight, Mike Garcia. But they're trying to set up a title shot for him. But let's, let's just, we're going to go through this 135-pound division real quick here. Let's, let's bring it up here. So he's under Dante Jordan. I've read about the name. Not a big name. Okay, okay. read about it. You but they put him it. above Felix Verdejo right now, who's been fighting and winning. Okay. Welcome. I'm glad you're out the hospital, by the way. Okay. Good signs. Okay. S- sell the bike, by oh. the way. Let's just it's Uber it. or I'm pretty sure you got some money, but you can you okay. buy a driver. Okay. But he should not be ranked above Felix Verdejo right now. Not okay. right now. So check this out. They're so both undefeated. Okay, so we're gonna now we're getting into situational because of this now. Oh yeah. Okay, so so okay, he's ranked above Felix uh, Verdejo. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's say that's wrong. But say because of this bike crash that he's in, Felix Verdejo doesn't fight in another year and a half or two years, and you between now and then, Michael Garcia has two or three fights. Then what? Even then, Felix Verdejo is undefeated, right? Felix Verdejo. So, so, so what? Ha- in a so, what, world, so let's just no, say- no, no. So what? Ha- so you tell me for that same logic. What happens if Felix Verdejo is out for that time and Mikey Garcia has two or three fights and he wins them? Oh, okay, okay. I'll tell you that one. Well, even then, they should fight for the position. If it, Felix if, Verdejo ain't fighting no time soon. That's, so, that's, so, so, and that's because an accident. That, he, that's because he, he wanted to get out of his contract by choice. When he still would have got paid and still would have got fights and stayed current and relevant. That ain't got nothing to do with, with inside the ring and somebody beating him. He didn't, he didn't lose to nobody. No. He but, wanted to get out. Hey, you but ain't Dennis, never been- Dennis Shavikov, been, he's been knocking everybody out for the last two years. And he's ranked fourth under Mikey Garcia. Mike Garcia should at least go through these four, these, these, within these top five. He should be faced at least against one of these guys for his rank to bum him, especially if they're still undefeated. He needs to earn that spot back to be, especially when you walk away from money. I understand the money's good, but he okay, was already so, living like so, a king. So those names against him, how many of those were former champions? Okay, I'll give you that one. Give you yeah, that one. You're, you're not one. giving me that. I'm taking that. Oh, None okay. of those guys. Like no, yeah, it's not like that. None of those guys were former champions. So, so you got a former champion who has no losses, who comes off a hiatus because of promotional issues, and he comes back. Yeah, put him, give him his spot back. Then, then they should have, they should have made him fight. One of those names. Listen, listen, they shouldn't listen, have. They listen, should have put listen, him up in there no, against a no, smaller listen, guy. Listen, they should have put him up against no, one of those names no, to show that no, he's still a former no. champion. What kind no, of su- no, no? So listen. So listen. This is best. This is his. Uh, this is Hispanic privilege. So listen. This Jordan, is the only time you get Hispanic. Privilege. The hell out of here. So you are telling me Jordan comes back after winning, takes a couple years off? You gonna make him try out for the team? Look, you gonna make him? You gonna make him try to earn his part of the team? You gonna make? You gonna make him earn his spot back? Hell no! Hell you no. saw what he done. He's the Mikey champ. Garcia's he was no the man. He's no, no Jordan. He's no he's, Jordan. No, he's no Jordan. But at the same time, is you show that man the respect. Yeah, you weren't gone. Nobody beat you. You were the former champ. Nobody who's above you was a former now, champ. I'll give so, you a name. So that, nobody beat. Them. I'll give you a name of someone that did beat him. An amateur, Terrence Crawford. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! Then where is uh, where's where's Ugas? Ugas. Where's yeah, Ugas? Right. The dude who beat Terrence Crawford also. They only have three losses. We just went over right. that. Living so you can't even give me that. You can't even give me the, the amateur thing. Mikey Garcia should have had been. He should have had to fight one of these top five guys before he you got. You know what? That's what I like. At least because, I know. At least I know. Uh, at least I know you'll never quit. Okay. So what you're telling because me is you're blatantly wrong, and you're no, still no, no, going to no. sit here. And so we're going to go. We're going to go by the numbers. This is no RTD here. So we're going to go by the numbers alone. So. We'll say the WC earned his spot. So what you're saying is WBA, the IBF, WO, the other three world champion bodies that that are credited for it don't even have him ranked in the in there at all in the top ten. So uh, so you're just telling me that all three of them are wrong and they're right. I didn't say that they were wrong and I'm right. But what your your argument was, you were upset about that. You were upset about him getting that number two ranking in that uh, in that division. I didn't have a problem with it. I'm just telling you why you're wrong. So what? So if the other guy did this, WBO has Verdejo ranked number one right now. 
Okay. And I understand that because he's been active and he's undefeated. I understand that. But you had a problem with the Mikey Garcia ranking. And I'm going to tell you why there was no problem with the ranking. So they, they saw what I saw. Now, I don't rank. I don't do that. I just judge the fights on when they happen and come on TV. And I can get my two cents in. That I understand why they ranked him that high. You got a former champion who's coming back from promotional issues. Hey, that's all I see. Solid fighter too. Uh, hey, it's a good fight. And this 135 division is actually a little bit more stacked than they probably get credit for. We got Jorge Linares. Is uh, the current WBC champ? He's a solid fighter. Anthony Crowley, exciting fighter. IBF is banking. Uh, get your st stuff together, IBF. Why is there no champion? They don't even have an interim champion right now. They just whoever's in charge of this part of the 135 pound for the IBF. Get, get, find this guy. Get him to work. They need to do something with that. WBO's got Terry Flanagan. He's the current champion. Verdejo is number one there. Um, then there's other names. Miguel Vasquez is in there. Mickey Bay. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Mickey Bay, he just came from a little uh, year off. I'm not I think he was nursing an injury. Richard Averill, former WBA champ, he's solid. Uh, there's some names in there. So Mikey Garcia's got some people that I feel he needs definitely he needs to definitely fight some of these names okay. for, for me okay. to earn for, this for, second for, number okay. two spot. So check this out though. So will he earn it? Now take your take your feelings out of this right quick. Then take your feelings out of this right quick. If he was to fight any one of those guys that you had named. Who are you going to put your money on? Mike Garcia. <laughs> but, but he still should be right. Easily I'll put my money on Mike Garcia. I know. Hey, I'm from Vegas. We're talking about betting, right? I'm going to put my money on the right bet. Hey, I love you, man. Die on your shield. No, you Die on your shield. Die on your shield. That's right. I'll, I'll, I'll be on the ground still standing <laughs> with my middle finger up right at you. Oh, That's how it goes down here. That is funny. I want to see Mikey oh. Garcia go up to 140. I think his friend can handle 147, but I don't know how long until he gets there. But 140, man, you got Amir Amon, Terrence Crawford, Victor Postal. I need to see Amir Amon. I kind of miss him, man. Yeah, man. He, he just kind of fell we, off. I, we might, I think we just need to start harassing this dude on Twitter. Until like until that. we make him either just, I love, just I love disappear. him too. I just need I he's just need solid, him back. man. I just need him back. I need he's, him back. He just needs. He, he got out work. It's all right. You can come back. We gotta get away from Don King, man. We gotta get Don King just done out of boxing because he's now he's just he unless, had his unless, moment. Unless Don King wants to sponsor us, <laughs> I did want that crown. Now I don't care if it comes from King or Crown yeah, Royal. Yeah, you call me Reverend Sultan. That's right, and in fact. He probably has that crown from Tyson. Actually, because he took everything else from him. Shoot. Man. You know, just man, that guy. I'm surprised that he's still a promoter in boxing. I think he has one fighter, and that's Amir Aman. His, uh, the other last fighter he had was uh, Yusuf Mack, who had a, a sad ending to his story that's still going on. And I'm not even going to go into that so nobody has to hear or relive how what he just went through. Now, so enough about Mikey. Mikey Gracia. Who uh, represented the U.S. in the Olympics? Shout out to the Olympians out there. Hopefully, we can bring a gold medal home because the last time we had a gold medal in boxing, SOG, SOG. Now we talked about Kell Brook. We talked about Triple G. Um, that's that 160-pound division. One of those title holders is Billy Saunders. Billy Saunders is a slick boxer. He beat Andy Lee, who's one of my. He's a fighter that I really like, Andy Lee. Yeah. He's one of the last from the Cronk Gym. Now this guy, Eddie Hearn, who is a good promoter. Good at negotiating and getting his fighters good fights. He tried to get him. These are the names. Curtis Stevens, William Monroe Jr., and Gabe Rosado were all people that Golden Boy offered to him. These are winnable fights for Billy Saunders. I don't know if he could beat all three of these guys, but these are winnable fights for him. He's that yeah. slick. Yeah. And he turned all three down. And this would have been, he would have been on a pay-per-view card that had been worldwide, and it would have been his first time televised in the U.S. When I saw him beat Andy Lee, it was on my cell phone yeah. uh, from an illegal stream. I mean, yeah. a, a, a not-approved stream, you know? <laughs> and he, these are names. You beat Curtis Stevens, who's got a killer left hook. That's solid. Willie Monroe is a slick fighter who stood and fought Triple G. And then Gabe Rosado. Gabe, tough Philly man. Gabe Rosado. My man right there. You know, he not a bad Italian, too, in Creed. Not, not bad at all. You know, but tough guy. And that's that's a signature win. If you could beat Gabe Rosado just because he's a good name for boxing, and you know that, too, he might lose that fight against I'm a, Gabe. I'm a, the next 10 fights Gabe Rosado fights, I want him to win just for the simple fact that of his resume alone, man. I want I don't want people just to put another name on It's one under, of those things with belts, Gabe Rosado man. who I, I'm a fan of that – I want to, there's a part of me, emotionally, I want to blame his management, but how, 
how do you let your fighter turn down opportunities, right? Yeah. You know, you get an opportunity to fight Triple G when nobody else wanted to, but yeah. this might be your only title shot. Yeah. Right? Same thing. He got robbed with Kid Chocolate. He should be the champ from that one, but still. And then he got worked by Charlo. That's a fight where maybe the management, I don't think they should have threw him in there. I feel like that was a name use right there. Um, but for, for Billy Saunders to only have a name in the UK to turn down any of these three guys who's got probably a, Curtis Stevens and Gabriel Zotto have world-recognized names. Did that's they, for sure. um, he turned those fights down. Was there any word on why he turned them down or were they, were they looking at somebody else? Something about the money. Always about the money. Something about the money. And then I read, um, he even got into it, Chris Eubank Jr., who turned down the, the Triple G fight and um, offered him an 80-20 split. You yeah. haven't had, yeah, that's insulting because you, you beat Junior, granted you beat him and you're going to give him a rematch. You, you, you barely beat him. And he was about to fight. He got offered the Triple G fight before you did. You know what I'm saying? And you're the title holder and you're going to offer me 80 20. That's disrespectful, man. That's wrong. That's wrong. But it, it just shows that he really doesn't want to. That was a close fight. He doesn't want to fight him again because it, it could have went either it way. It could go either way. It could have went either way. And all it takes is if Eubank changed one or two things and he got, he's got the win there. Easily, but Billy Saunders, stop trying to hold on to your t- to your belt, okay? Because all of us <laughs> trying to, man. Hey, all of, but we both know you got to defend that title, really be a champion, yeah. To really be a champion. They don't make them like they used to, man. Mm-hmm. Like they don't, they don't make them like they, when Pat Cats used to fight five, six times a year, man. <sighs> Just like if they if they could fight, man. If somebody's calling them out, mm-hmm. man, I I miss that, man. The camaraderie between fighters, man. If you you always right. had to prove that you was the best, man. If people wanted and to crown, willing to fight it, and you called fight, you and call. you called for it, hey. you spokenly called for it. Unless you was just a bad man like George Foreman, who just didn't talk. You know what I'm saying? Who you want to fight? Yeah, whoever's next. Yes, that's right. Pain. Club yeah, Lang, pain. Pain. <laughs> right. Then we got the 168 division that. Uh, Andre Ward kind of left for everybody uh, to get this Kovalev fight. We have Badu Jack and James Badu DeGale. Jack. James DeGale, DeGale. Money team. Badu Jack. Now, granted, based on his age, I'm pretty sure he was born before Tekken. Because I know that's a character in Tekken, Badu Jack. And that's a worldwide game. So Now, granted, he lives in America, so he's black now. He's no longer Swedish. Um, but I know they play Tekken over there. But James DeGale, the only UK fighter to... World champion and gold medalist. Only UK fighter to do that. Badu Jack. Um, questionable chin. Got, has one loss. Got knocked out. Got caught. Flash knockdown. Um, he fought Lucian Boutte and barely got the win. That was a good fight, I thought. Um, he got the win. Uh, Boutte came on later in the rounds. James DeGale is smart, man. He worked Durrell. He worked Durrell. And he fought. He had one fight since, but it wasn't televised. So I, don't, I, I can't give you the name off the top of my head. But we got Andre Durrell, Anthony Durrell. These are two solid fighters in 168. But you know what? Uh, with both of the Durrells, man, unlike the Charlos, man, I can see the, the Durrell brothers, they take a lot of lax and a lot of time in the ring, man. They're not as aggressive as they should be. They, I don't think they use their full potential and their full. Andre a- Durrell is probably, to me, I thought he was the only one who had a chance to beat Andre Ward. Uh, during the Super Six tournament that they were both in, that Ward won, mm-hmm. where he got it was like a, over a million dollar payday and, and a, a trophy the size of the Rocky statue, mm-hmm. um, and I thought he was the only one who had the possible shot, maybe next to Carl Frock, to actually beat Frotch. Ward Frotch. Yeah. And I and Frotch is my man, and, and he got a gift win against Darrell on that one, um, but. He got, granted, he got hit after the bell injury. Then he had promotional issues, putting these things in. He's only fought once or twice in last year. Now, and I know there's a lot of stuff going on in Flint, Michigan, but you can't support that if you ain't supporting your bank account. You, you, you're not a fundraiser, okay? You're not a, a, a you're not half baked fundraiser. You're not Mr. Nice Guy, okay? You're Salvation Army. You know what I'm saying? You're you're a fighter. So that means your income comes in based on when you're in the ring, unless you turn into a promoter or trainer. So, granted, you want to help your city. I, I respect that and I appreciate that because Flint, Michigan, any town that goes through these kind of problems, they need that help and support because the people giving up so much that if there's no one there to come above them to show them that they're there for them, they won't do it themselves either, right? But you can't do that unless you stay in the ring. What better way to motivate and inspire by winning, right? Yeah. The city of New Orleans got inspired from a Super Bowl at the best possible time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that... That is that could be bigger. That's bigger than you. That's bigger than everything else. So for Andre Durrell to be slacking, we should we should be talking about him 
and DeGale rematch before Badu Jack, James mm-hmm. DeGale, or even him and Badu Jack. With either one of those guys. But who are you going to pick on this if this fight goes down? Dude, I'm split on the middle. I don't really care. Yeah. I just want to see a good fight. Honestly, I don't to really be honest, I, I, I really great. don't That's care. That's great. This is a great show, right? Yeah, it is. Really it is. I really don't care. Because some of those times, because like yeah, yeah. it's like I don't have a dog in this fight. And so I really don't have any feelings towards either one. I don't have like not one shred of like emotional attachment. Not a fan, not a fan either one. But I know it's going to be entertaining. Like I really don't. I just want to go in there. It's going to be the ones where I throw down my notepad and I just sit there and I watch and I get to enjoy it. Now that I think it'll be too close for me to even really sit there and have one decide. I can't say one person's going to be more decisive than the other. Now, Badu Jack is promoted by Mayweather Promotions. I believe he's a Al Heyman managed fighter also. So. If I just had to go off a history track, we're going to pick this. Uh, James, that would say James DeGale would win because all the British fighters just came to the U.S. and been beating everybody mm-hmm. since Badu Jack is black now, no longer Swedish. So, and that's and that's for that fight there at the 168 division. Now we got a lot that we talked about here on boxing, not as exciting ones as, as others because uh, we got we still got the Canelo fight a week away. The yeah. only fight coming up is Errol Spence, mm-hmm. uh, who should win. Now with this Spence fight coming up, let me ask you this. If he doesn't knock him out, does his stock go down? His stock does, doesn't go down, does his, but does his, his levels. His, his stock's not going to go down, but it is going to look at you just like, well, why uh, didn't you? So the only way that he, I, the only are, way that I see him not getting not not knocking him out is if the guy runs for the ten or twelve rounds, whatever extension for. Chris, that's the only. That's the only. Run. And even then, Chris even Al, then, Jerry, who yeah, uses just, a ring, yeah, I don't, not I don't, run. I don't see it not happening. It's just kind of like when we called the the. Canelo fight thing, mm-hmm. Amir Khan. It's not if he knocks him out, it's when he knocks him out. I think we're going to have to see what puts something up just to see what round. When dude's never been round. knocked out, um, he, he went, when he fought one time, Keith Thurman's record at the time, I believe, uh, was like 19, 17 KOs. He, he had two wins at the time that, that weren't knockouts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he was knocking everybody out at that time. So the odds would be, if this was a bet, I would bet against Errol Spence getting the knockout. But I also would have made that same bet when he fought Chris Algeri. Algeri. Yeah. And that was a solid win right there. That's Nobody knocks out Algeri. He's, so, that, that's what catapulted Like He was always a good fighter. And I was like, man, this kid... Everybody knew he was the truth. But like, knew it, but... But like, you look at who... You look at how Algeri, you know, he beat Provotnikov, you know. Barely, you know, if, he, if that. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I said that. Yeah. Well, he beat Provodnikov. He fought Pacquiao, mm-hmm. and I was like, none of these guys are able to knock him out, man. You got the Siberian Rocky. You got the Pac-Man. Who you going against? Ball good. Well, not the Pacquiao fight. That wasn't a good fight. Yeah, but that, that was a beat down. That was a beat down. But he was able to lay him out, and where these guys couldn't. Yeah. So. No, I, he's definitely. I, I. He's earned his nickname like Paul Pierce. He's the, the truth. truth. He's definitely the truth. Um, one thing I do love. With just something that kind of comes with just men in general is when you earn a nickname. You get when you earn nicknames, that means something more. Now, granted, usually, majority of times when dudes earn nicknames, it's something derogatory, and you earn it with amongst your group of friends, <laughs> and it's usually not a good one, right? It's usually not a good one. But when you be when you in sports, when you earn that nickname, it's different, yeah. because that's the name that you get, and that's what you get known as sometimes first before your real name. And then you have to live up to the hype. Yeah. Now, a name like The Truth, I would expect an undefeated record for a while. Now, if he knocks out Bundu, who stand, who's going to call? Who's going to stand up and take the fight? Who's going to want it? Keith Thurman told him who told me he had to beat some before well, he would fight well, him. Well, well, what are we? What are we? What weight class are we talking about? We're talking about 147. 147. This is, is going to be the last thing we talk about 147. here. 47. There ain't too much running you can do in that division, man. But and no, not check this out now. At I hate to say money's name, but uh, I think he, he would argue otherwise. He would, yeah, no, but at one forty-seven, but at one forty-seven, he's uh, okay. So let me get. Let me, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So the way that you they're doing, the, no, the way that no, no, it's just because like I, I you know, you think faster, you you think too fast, and you can't get the words yeah. out. So, See it all the time in Texas. So, so, so Earl Spence is a great up-and-comer, and you see the potential on this guy could be a mega superstar. He wants to fight, but does holders do a Canelo on him? Because you know, because you know, he Canelo wants to fight Triple G. You know, he wants that fight, oh, but at the same he, time, it's like, hey, hold when on, Triple G came let's in the ring, milk he, this. Canelo let's milk, owned that conversation. Let's he milk this cow. Let's milk this cow. So it's not that I don't think that. 
I don't think that he doesn't want to fight people, but I just want to see how it turns out. He once he gets past old boy on Sunday, we're gonna see all the talk that's gonna swirl and all these rumors are gonna swirl after the that. The best thing in Errol Spence's favor right now is that all the top names are are right there with him with Al Heyman and PBC. So mm-hmm. they're there. Yeah. Danny Garcia's there. Keith Thurman's there. And if all I know is Al Heyman needs to start get these fights ready, start yeah, getting shit. them hyped up. Honestly, honestly. Because he's on last year, he last year was one of the best years in boxing. In, I wouldn't mind seeing him fight his fraternal time. brother. I swear he kind of looks like uh, Sean Porter to me a little bit. Who? A tad bit. Earl Spence? Earl Spence. A tad bit Star-wise? No, looks like oh, him. Like, basically, like, looks like him. racist but for you, bro. Whatever, for you, whatever. Bro. But I, I couldn't mind seeing him slug it out. That's, that would actually be the yeah, ultimate the, test. Hey, because if hey, you knock out Sean if Porter. If he knocks out Showtime. Hey, I'm, if I'm Keith Thurman, I'm just avoiding him at the I'm, hey. I mean, like, it's one thing, like, you know, you don't want to avoid anybody, but if... In my prime, if you, you can, said, you can hold them hey, you want to fight Triple G? No. Not now, at least. No, <laughs> not no. now, at least. Like, Danny Jacobs had the best answer for that one. He was, uh, you know, Triple G, it'll happen, but we can wait till it happens. Yeah, it's going to have real. to happen. Hopefully, when he goes up to 168 and I'm still here, you know. And that's, that's where we go. And I think that's pretty much all we got for today. We talked about, we talked about some good points. Uh, we, we gave shout-outs to the Olympians. I would give shout-outs to everybody who listens. Um... Everybody from from our place of employment to our families and friends. Shout out to my pops who got me inspired in boxing. Shout out to my man Shooter. Shout out to my man Shooter here. My cuisine, my partner in crime, my partner in rhyme. My favorite day That's of the week is this doing, day, man. You know, oh, I didn't hear no bell rock. <laughs> Yo, you can reach us at Talking Smack 101 at Twitter.com, Talking Squared Circle at Gmail. Tell your friends. Tell your family, anybody you know who's interested in combat sports, not just boxing, or if they want to talk some smack with us. If not, like I said, you can tell me you suck, give it up. Go back and selling phones or slaying, whatever you got to do. All right, ready, y'all. Sign off.